everyone. This is Severin Henderson back again for another episode of Department 3C Presents, a podcast. Um, today I have three out of four. I invited four women. I got three of them, so I think I'm doing pretty good. 75% clip that'll, that'll pass um, of women to come on the show today to talk about their experiences of being married to firefighters. Um, I have one from Cleveland. I have two women here from the city of Chicago. And that's what the episode will be about. They're just going to give us their experiences, what we as men can do better. Um, like I said, what they can do better, which is probably nothing because they do everything great already as it is. And we're just going to talk about the ins and outs in our relationships and just th- just those topics going along with those. So, as always, format goes the same, and I'll just go through it and talk to them, get going with them. But before I before I speak to them, I just want to give them a quick introduction on my own. So we'll start with Amy. We have Amy joining us over a Zoom call. Um, she's married to a good friend of mine, and like I said before, everybody's my friend that I keep bringing on because if your friends can't come on your podcast and help you out, who else can you depend on? So. Um, my friend Tyree Thompson and his wife Amy, they've been married for, she's going to tell you how long they've been married for, and I met him, or met her through him, and she's awesome. And before our, every show, I have people fill out a sheet, and on the sheet, I just have them give me some information. And the, the, the thing that stood out on hers at the end, she said, hey, Seth, I'm white. So I thought that <laughs> I thought that was like hilarious. So that's that's Amy. And then like I said, we're gonna let her introduce herself. Um Stacy. I had Steve on one of my first episodes. Steve, he's not an engineer. Me and Steve graduated together. This is his wife, Stacy. She's with us also. Um Stacy's a really good friend of ours. She's she's probably more of my friend than Steve. He's gonna hear that and he's probably gonna be mad, but that's okay. <laughs> but no, it's 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 just jokes. But Stacy is great. Um Stacy and Steve they are like family members to my wife and I. We don't have um like family family here in the city of Chicago, but Stacy and Steve have been that to us. They help us out when things are going bad, things are going down, and we try and reciprocate, do the same thing for them. So Stacy and Steve have been awesome in our life. Um and then we have my wife Camila. She is awesome as well. She keeps the house going. She does everything. She has a mouth on her like no other. Um, but that's all good things. That's that's why I hang out with her. Um, and her her questionnaire. If the first time I gave it to her, she was like, "This got too much stuff. It's it's telling me to do this, do that." I'm like, "It's generic. It's just regular. There's nothing to to, to overthink." Whatever, and she filled it out, and hers didn't say anything funny, but it just shows that she's always trying to make me better. She's always trying to push me, so I appreciate that about her, and she's always trying to get things going. So that's my little brief introduction for these women, and then I'm going to let them all introduce themselves. Um, we're going to start with you, Amy, over the Zoom call. Hey. <laughs> Hello. It, sorry, I'm... I'm- not hearing everything you're saying. Okay, I'm. We'll work it out. That's the joys of podcasting. So I'm Amy. I'm from Cleveland. I'm married to Tyree. Uh, he he refers to you as a uh, little Sevy Poo. Yeah. When he talks about you, <laughs> yeah. little Sevy Poo. Uh, we've been married 18 years. No, 17. I don't know. Since 2003, 
whatever that works out to. Okay. Um, I'm from Toronto, so repping repping the repping Canada. Can, um, can we get an A? Can, you'll hear it. You're gonna hear it. <laughs> I, I I don't do it on demand. Uh, you're gonna hear it a lot. Um, we got three little girls. Well, they're not little. Fifteen and twelve year old twins. And yeah. To represent C-Town. Okay, we we love that. That's that's awesome. Um, Stacy, let's let's get to you. Can you introduce yourself, ma'am? I'm Stacy, wife of Steve. Steve. Oh, Stacy, wife of Steve. Gotcha. <laughs> Talk a little bit closer. Um, my husband is Steve. He is now engineer with City of Chicago Fire Department. Uh, we've been married. What year is this? <laughs> so <laughs> we've been married um, nine years. Uh, actually, this month made our ninth year. Um, we have four children, three girls and a boy. And what else you want to know? Um, well, that's, that covers the fire part of the podcast <laughs> and who you are. But we, I, I want to get more into who you are. So, uh, not who am I? yeah, not not oh. representative of Steve. Just who you are yourself. Okay, that's cool. Um, who am I? I am a early childhood educator. I'm a trainer for um, early childhood teachers, uh, those zero to five. Um, probably more of a mommy than I am everything else. Um, I also have a business in which I do graphic design as well, and. Um, yeah, that's me. I don't know what else. Oh, nope, that's perfect. That's that's <laughs> what I wanted to hear. That's what that's what we wanted to hear about you. Um, Camila, could you introduce yourself, please? Camila. Some people may know me as Kalisa. Oh, I'm got sorry. Right, names. you got. Okay. That's our family name. Um, Camila, Kalisa. I, I forget myself. It's okay. <laughs> um, our five. I'm married to Severin. Our five year wedding anniversary is coming up. She got a good gift. <laughs> Fun wedding. <laughs> Fun wedding. Fun wedding. Thanks, yes. Fun wedding. Um, have three kids, and I work at the hospital dealing with all this COVID stuff, and it's getting to me. <laughs> okay. That, well, that's what we're here to talk about as well. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. It's getting to me. Okay. Well, that's, that's outstanding. Um, thank you, K- Kalisa. I, like I said, it's... Camilla. Oh, it's, Camilla it's, is... Camilla it's, is... It's what so most hard. people that listen to the podcast would probably know me as. Right. It's like I said, that's a, that's the name I've known her as. I remember when I first met you and your <laughs> name was Camila and then somebody said Kalisa or somebody sent me. I'm like, who are you talking about? Who who is who is this Kalisa I get that person? All the time. I gotta tell you, I've never been more confused for ever. I never said your name because I'm like, I don't know what the hell her name is. <laughs> what do I call her? I'm like and I kept saying to Gotti, to your brother, um, Ty- what is her name? Tyree's like, listen, I don't really know either. Just <laughs> shut up and say, hey, babe, hey, girl, how you doing? Well, it's like that for all of us because we all have K names but that we go by at home. And then we oh, all have so the, for- yeah, so it's like that for all four of us. So it's okay. So- now, when you say all four of us, it's not an inside. Tell us about the four of us. So... Um, my brother Gotti, he's a firefighter for the sh- city of Chicago. No. I mean, city of Cleveland. Yeah. And then I have two other brothers. My older brother, Kwesi, his real name is Rasan. And then I have Kamisi, his real name is Asaya. And of course, Gotti, Kofi. So that's, we all have those K names that we go by at home. There you go. So let, letting the audience know how it, how it goes down. 
And Gotti is one of Tyree's best friends. Yes. Yes. Gotti has been on mm-hmm. the um, podcast. He's been on here, and he started his own show, The Open Hydrant 216. So give him a quick little shout-out. But this ain't about him. This is about uh, well, I guess it's for Camille it is because it's her brother, but <laughs> this, this is for the rest of us. But we did give him a shout out, so we can't say we didn't say something nice about him. Um, so, Camille, you kind of jumped into one of the things I wanted to discuss with you women and why I brought you in. Or um, You said COVID is getting to you. COVID is what's going on in the world right now. It sucks. <clears throat> it stinks. Um, since you started it, Camille, and you just kind of brushed over it. Give us your experiences with COVID, kind of, you know, your job, what you do, how you feel, everything. So I work at the biggest hospital in this in the state of Illinois, really, Northwestern. Um, and it's getting better for us down there, but in the beginning in March when it hit, um, you know, just to see the hospital transform like regular floor into ICU floors for the COVID patients, which is still closed down. So when people say, oh, COVID isn't real or something the government is putting together, it's like, well, come down to the hospital and see pregnant women getting tested positive for it and that can't hold their baby or can't take their baby home and their husband have to go come get tested for it. So it's just like mentally for me, it's like, oh, I'm checking in patients that's probably COVID positive. So then I go home and I'm like, Lysoling myself at the door and got to run to the shower because I don't want to touch my kids. So it's just mentally, it's like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over with? But we have stupid people out here, so it's probably never going to be over with. Well, never say never. Let's let's hope for the best. But, I, yes, I get in agree with the point. It's scary for me. I um, tend to be on um, the cautionary side of things. Um, so naturally for me, you know, I kind of panic, freak out. It's different, um, particularly when you're dealing with, one, your spouse is a first responder. Then you have teenage children who you have to make decisions for who also think that they are many adults. Um, so for me, it, it is it is very real. It is scary, um, even down to work and not being able to come back Um to work and trying to figure out when you do return to work, what will that look like? Go ahead. I was um, just saying I need a page. <laughs> you need going. a page? Yeah, oh, keep going. that's fine. Um, <laughs> so for me, I mean, it's just trying to navigate the new reality of being a full-time worker, wife, mother, and as so many other parents experience, trying to navigate the online learning Um, for the children, particularly for the smaller children. So um, I am still very cautious, very nervous about going places, out to eat and things like that. So that's just kind of where I am understanding it. It it is our reality um, until something else comes about. Okay. Um, Amy, how about you? I was asking you about COVID in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Can you give us some information? I know before we even started, you were telling me about some sick people. Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of friends right now. Um, uh, Tyree's brother, my sister-in-law is a COVID ICU nurse. They're both positive. Um, two of our very good friends, one is a nurse, one is a detective. They're both positive right now. Uh, one of Tyree's very good friends, he's a fireman. His entire family positive. So we have a lot of people that are around us right now that have corona right now. 
so we're kind of sticking close to home. I am an auditor at Costco. So uh, I'm a, a sales auditor. So I'm kind of in charge of all of Costco's money at our building. So we've been incredibly busy. Costco has company-wide mandated the, the mask. Okay, she's breaking up a little bit, but I think she was saying that um, Costco has masks. Hey, sorry. No problem. So, we, we've mandated the mask policy at Costco since the very beginning, since March. Um, so we've been very, very busy. Um, obviously, Costco has always been kind of a leader in the industry. I've been going to different buildings, um, helping when they've had, you know, instances where we've had employees positive and we've had to quarantine different employees. So I've been at different buildings. It's just been really tough you know it's we're tired we've been working a lot you know um our governor has just come out with a new rating system where it's like a one through four we're currently in three in a in a level three which is second from the highest and it goes by by what county you you live in so we have different stipulations what happens when you go into the different ratings um, we're in a code red right now. If we go into a code purple, which is a level four, I guess basically things start shutting down more. If schools were to reopen and you're in a level three, which we're in, schools would be closed. So yeah, we're we're not doing very well. We're having highest number of cases that we've ever had, like all time highs. Um, so yeah, Ohio's not doing very well right now. Okay. Um, well, when I'm on, we've already made the decision. Sorry. When I'm online and I, I follow a lot of people from Ohio, they're in the flats or everywhere, and they're no mask on. They're just out partying, drinking. Just. Oh, they're, mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. That's why we're not doing very well. Yeah. They're, they're citing some of these bars. Um, there's some on West 25th that are, are, aren't even following any of the rules. And the health department is coming in, and they're giving them tickets and stuff like that. But it's ridiculous. People here, like, just have no regard. No regard for anybody else. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. That's kind of what um, me and Camila were talking about last night. It's like people don't believe that it's real, and they just mm -hmm. are doing whatever they want to do. Um, while we're with you and you got a nice, stable Internet connection, give me a quick um, story not story, but so much. But tell me how you feel as far as your spouse and kids goes. Tyree's a firefighter. You know he has to go out into the public all the time. Um, just, just tell me how you feel about Tyree first of all, and about your daughters in the COVID situation. Um, Tyree and I have already made the decision that for the first quarter the girls are not going to go back to school. We've already decided. Uh, the school's already sent out. Um, options. There will be group A and group B, so basically Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, or you can do remote learning. And we've already decided we're going to keep the girls home. Um, number one with, with busing, um, we have no way to get the girls to school now with social distancing on the buses. We'd no longer qualify for busing. I can't get my kids to school and still work. So we're just going to keep them home, keep them safe, at least for the first quarter. They push back school until September 10th. And the, the end of the quarter is November. We're just going to keep him home. As far as Tyree goes, I know and trust him. And I know that he's going to be safe. 
when he goes out and goes on calls and goes on runs. So I'm not worried about him when he's out doing his job. And I know he knows that I'm going to be well. So I'm not really worried about him. Okay, thank you. Um, Stacey, let's, uh, kind of the same question for you. Um, Spouse-wise, kids-wise, um, like on our one podcast, me and Steve talk about how our lives mirror each other so much. So our kids go to the same school, um, and we know they push back our start date. Um, they have the same thing, the group A, group B. They were always off um, on Wednesday for like a half a day, mm-hmm. and then we um, – tried to see if we could get going on the same thing. So could you give me, I don't know why that happened. Could you give me how you feel wise about, like I said, your spouse and the kids and COVID and the whole situation? So similarly to um, Amy, like I, um, I trust that Steve is doing what he's supposed to do when he is on the job. Um, That part does not worry me so much um, as it pertains to the children, we have an array as far as the age range. So as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, we have a 18-year-old, we have a 14-year-old, then we have a six and five-year-old. So my concerns as it pertains to the older two is not that they don't know about COVID-19, but just their willingness when they're not in our presence to follow through with wearing masks and, you know, making sure you're washing your hands and things like that. So that is a huge concern and has been an ongoing battle probably with the older of the four, um, having to, in the beginning, ask her to quit working her job until things were a little more settled. And now she does have a job, but then now she, you know, wants to have freedom to go places as well. But the other, the smaller kids are with me. So, um, I have pretty much all that control so I can alleviate putting them in different positions where they might be compromised, um, although they are tired of looking at each other and us. Yeah, that happens. Um, Camila, Camila, same same question for you. Um, Me going out, um, I told a story on another podcast, and I was saying the place I put in for, they had a couple of COVID hotspots. One of my good buddies, he ended up testing positive and had to quarantine. Another person I knew had to do the same thing, and I didn't get it at the time, and we both kind of said, well, maybe that was for the best, but now I now I am there. So just how do you feel um, me-wise, um, kids-wise, just the whole thing? Well, I have to give you credit and say, during this, you've been great of just not Run, not going out. I will give you credit for that. Um, I was a little nervous. I felt better when you were at the academy because you weren't on runs and stuff. But I knew you wanted to be at the squad. So, you know, I'm going to support that 100%. But I trust you that you're going to do what you need to do to come home safe, especially since you know I'm crazy. Yes, we all know. And now I have it it recorded for everyone to hear. (laughs) So... I trust you to do that. Um, the big child here, she's going to be going away to college in 20-something days. She'll be in Ohio again at Wooster. Um, you know, I'm, it's her senior year. I feel terrible because we didn't celebrate her at all, being valedictorian and all. So I try to give her her little freedom when she's not working to be able to just step out with her friends. But at the same time, I'm a mess because I need to make sure she's she, that mask, that everything, and she ain't doing it. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel, uh, we right, we feel together, but I know especially, I can't imagine being a senior um, at this time, and they are, like, super strong. People are trying their best. I know LeBron, Obama, Beyonce, they did that little on-TV thing, and that was cool. That was great. If I was huge, that's something I would do for the kids. But just for them to I, – I remember my senior year. I remember getting ready to go off to college and the fun and the excitement, and it's like they're kind of missing out on some of the stuff. So you want to let them breathe. You want to let them live. But at the same time, they need to be safe because there are – a lot of people think it's a conspiracy and everything else. But like I said, I said on another podcast, I know two people that died. I know one person personally that I could have picked up the phone and called that passed away from COVID. So it's just not, not, not real. Well, even, you know, I have a niece who is positive currently as well. Um, and, you know, that threw me over the ledge just knowing that she had went to my mom's house. So one, you exposed my mom to it. Um, but then I'm nervous, like counting the days because I'm like, I was there like seven days before. Do I need to go get tested? You know, cussing and fussing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to find out days later, my daughter calls like, hey, I saw her at Walmart, but she's positive. And she's just out and about. And so she's, she's not, out she's and not about. quarantining. Not right. quarantining. So if you have this young mind adult who clearly has COVID, was sick, you know, like flu symptoms, but feel a little bit better and feel that she can go out and about into the street. Just imagine how many other people are just out and about, but are knowingly positive. Right. It's so irresponsible. And, it, and it's those type of instances that make me nervous, just absolutely nervous mm-hmm. because that's careless and just pure irresponsibility. And it's selfish. Very. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of what the flu shot thing I always tell people. People like say, I don't take the flu shot. Like it's a good thing. That's fine. That's cool for you. That's whatever. But the flu shot isn't to not make you sick. The flu shot is for everybody else around you to not get sick and not get the flu. So it's kind of the same thing with the COVID. Um, and then on top of that, we don't even know what will happen um, if you get it. Like, you don't know if you're going to have any long-term effects, any short-term effects. You don't know anything other than, hey, I got this cold, I feel terrible, I can't get out of bed, I can't take nothing, nothing make me feel better. Some people get that, some people test positive, and they just hanging out and chilling. So you just don't know. And the the one um, analogy kind of that, that sticks with me the most, that makes me appreciate what's going on, if you know me, you know I love Skittles, like all kind of different <laughs> Skittles, like that bright pack, the dark pack, the orange pack I used really to like be. like the blue ones. The blue ones, yeah. <laughs> the, that green pack, you, the orchard, oh, that used to be great. Skittles, if you're ever listening, please let me find a way to have the orchard Skittles again. I, I need those in my life. But anyway, they said, and then it's so funny because Skittles, I have another buddy, his cousin works for Skittles, and they had a zombie pack. I refuse oh. to buy the zombie pack. They're but, horrible. Because the thing is, all of them are sweet. Every once in a while, you get a nasty one, and that's the zombie one. So it's like with the COVID. If you had a bag of Skittles, and you know if you eat this bag of Skittles that one of them can kill you, are you going to eat that bag of Skittles? No. I'm not. I, right. I, I love Skittles. Exactly. But I'm not eating that bag of Skittles if I know just one in that entire bag of Skittles um, can possibly kill me, and I don't know which one it is. So I heard somebody kind of equate that to that, and it makes sense to me. So, 
Um, so we, we talked about the spouses going out. We talked about the kids. Um, and then Jasmine, I want to try and get her and catch her. She's busy going to work and fake hanging out and she lives in her room. She like comes down like a bat to get food and then goes <laughs> back and descends to her area when she's done. But I, I do want to get her to talk about, she was valedictorian. We, um, we were pushing her, super proud of her of her class. She did a little online speech, but I felt she could have did, she would have did so much greater in person. And just, they cut her speech. I was kind of disappointed in that. And the fact that she didn't get to be there, she didn't get to wear the ribbons, she didn't get to do all the stuff. I mean, we had a photo shoot for her. We were going to do a party. Um, just trying to think of, well, when it's all said and done, we're going to take her on a trip. She already knows that, so it's not like a surprise. But, just all the things that she missed out on, me and her mother, we are going to do our best to try and make up for that because that's disappointing. Like I said, I know what it was like leaving and getting ready to go to school, and guess what? You can't do nothing because we have a pandemic out here. So thank but you. But it's also put things into perspective. You know, we feel sorry. You know, I, I too, have a senior who graduated and is on her way off to college yep, as yep, well. Yep, I was going to bring that up. But... Um, to put things into perspective, you know, the celebrations that they typically get, even the ceremony of the graduation itself, it doesn't take away from the accomplishment that you had. Right. And hopefully the um, all of the kids who, you know, whether elementary or high school graduates can use this time and monument to say, okay, I rose to something greater and build off of that. So I, that's what I try to tell Naya. So I hope, I pray that... Um, they're all able to not focus so much on the celebration itself, but more, much more on the accomplishment. Right, right. And like you said, it kind of puts stuff into perspective. One thing has made everything slow down, and that I do appreciate that. We have to spend more time together, more time looking at each other, right. more time um, disconnected from everything. Um, I've, I have a phone issue and like I don't have any numbers I don't have any I got another phone I got like the most basic bottom of the barrel phone and it's made me appreciate just my time in the house not being connected to something else it sucks when I need something but I just have to find a work away find find a find a way around it so COVID plus that and you can't can't just walk into places like last night. Camila said, "I want to go sit on somebody's patio." I said, "Well, if you find somebody's patio that's just gonna take us at the last minute, have at it." But that is, it's just difficult. So, and we live in a major metropolitan city, and not being able to do things, it's frustrating. So that's the only thing I miss with COVID is I told Stacy, "I'm like, you know, I'm a restaurant. I love going to restaurants. I miss that." Yeah. Our son came to me and said, Mommy wants you to drop her off at somebody's um, <laughs> patio. Uh, and he ain't say nothing about me. So maybe, maybe she did tell him that. And, just, <laughs> and just made that part up. She wanted me to take her. She just wanted me to just drop her off and go wait around the corner and come, come, come back, back and pick you up. up. Right. Come back and pick you up. So um, spouse-wise, and this show, even though it's not like fire tactic and things like that, it is kind of geared towards firefighters and public safety. Stacy, not Stacy, Amy, sorry. Um, you guys' names are just both so white. White. <laughs> <laughs> Amy got 3% um, African hair. Yeah, Amy took a um, DNA test, and she got, she got right. The, the, um, you did the 23andMe, right, Amy? 
I think we did the ghetto version of it. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had three percent. So. You, you had three percent. So. Any percent did minority? Did Tyree tell you that? No, you put it up. You put it up. It. Yeah. You shared it. Yeah. Did you see that? I'm like Somali or something. Yeah. 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 We did see that. So, all the way up there it's in Canada. Crazy. A. Um, so what this I was connection is crappy. Yeah, it's not the best. We we we'll work on it. We get it together. And next time, once the, I think it's my internet. No, I think it's my internet. Well, ours keeps saying unstable as well. So, like I said, when when you finally when we can finally all travel and be somewhere and hang out, then we'll do it again for the part two episode of the wives. Especially since we're missing another one. But um, what I was going to ask, you've been married to a firefighter the longest. Can you give us some introspection into being married to a firefighter first responder, kind of from jump? Just anything you can tell us and tell the listeners about. You just can't think about what they're doing on a daily basis or it'll drive you crazy, eh? You just got to let it go. (laughs) Don't think about it. And or you'll drive yourself crazy. You will. You'll worry yourself to death. I don't worry about I don't think about what he's doing, where he's at, what kind of calls he's on. I just I don't. I just honestly just think about when he'll be home. And the only time I really worry is I never call him when he's at work. I never, ever call Tyree when he's at work unless it's, it's an emergency, like when our daughter got hit by a car. Oh, then I had to call him. Hi, Corey got hit by a car leaving school. I had to call him. I'm like, okay, this one warrants a phone call. But um, I don't call him when he's at work. And I don't think about what he's doing. He never comes home. He never discusses work. He never talks about runs. And I think that's the best way. The only time I ever hear Tyree talk about work is if he's with another fireman. Like if he's sitting around with Gaudi or something like that, and they've run in with each other on, on different runs, then I'll hear it. Otherwise, I would worry myself. Okay, you're breaking up a little bit there. But he, I'll, I'll, um, I'll jump in real quick. the best way I can say it. I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Like I said, you was, you was breaking up. I um tried that same approach for myself, and it didn't work for me, um, trying to not talk to my spouse about um, work and everything. And sometimes I, I don't tell her everything about work because some stuff is just too terrible. Um, but mm-hmm. like stuff that is bothering me, I'll give her the vanilla version of what's going on. Um, Cause that. That's the white version, Steph. Yes, the white version. <laughs> cause I'm, I, well, I'm saying it because I'm talking to a white person, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, like I said, that, that, that didn't work, um, for me, but for other people it does, I can't wait till I get a chance to have Tyree on. We're going to talk about that and get more into that because those are the subjects that I want to get into. Um, Stacy, your second longest. So can you kind of tell us what your experience being married to a first responder is? Um, so when I met Steve, actually, he was not a first responder, so, Um, from the very beginning on talking about moving to the city of Chicago by having, you know, if you're um, a city employee, you have to live in the city. So conversation started well before then, even, you know, beginning at accepting the position. But for me, the experience is, you know, if anybody knows my husband, when Steve goes, he goes like all the way in commitment to whatever it is. So, Um, 
his transition onto the fire department was very difficult for me. Um, only because now Steve had another thing um, that he was interested in. And, and for Steve, a thing means giving like 101% yep. of his time, his, his interest into being a firefighter. And um, that was something that I had to mentally wrap my mind around. Um, I'm very much more extroverted. Um, I'm sorry, an introvert. Mm-hmm. And he's an extrovert. So, you know, that meant on times going to socialize with other people who I didn't necessarily want to, but um, did in support. And then coming onto the job. Um, so I accepted it, you know, be a big girl about it. And just coming onto the job, it was very nerve wracking to um, like probably the first year. I don't think anytime he went to the fire department, I slept probably half of the night because I just was nervous and afraid of what was to come, what he did. Um, and then the incident happened in which his close friend who um, lost his life in the fire. So I was batshit crazy. Um, I don't think I probably ever verbalized any of this to him, but I was like super, super, super crazy. Um, and it was that point that I had to make a decision that I'm just going to pray every night that, you know, he comes home in the morning. I taught our youngest children as well now. Um, you know, they pray that Daddy is able to come home each and every morning. Um, we used to talk a lot about what happened on his day-to-day shifts when he would go in to work. But again, Steve and I are polar opposites. So then when he would tell me stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, this boy is going to get his ass kicked. Like... <laughs> You can't say these types of things to people. Um, just knowing the area that he had to work, I was really concerned about that as well. Um, but now I'm much more relaxed. You know, I just pray, regardless of what's going on, you know, between he and I, um, I just pray that he is able to come home each and every day to, to me, to the children, um, and that he's, you know, out of harm's way. Okay. Well, that's that that makes a lot of sense. And you went into what I was you you kind of read my mind. That's awesome cuz I was going to talk about um Corey passing cuz that like I was we were talking the other day. I met you. We all went out as a group. Um Corey was there. Um like I said that's the first time I met you and the other thing I was going to say, I think I talked talked about it on another episode of this podcast like it must just be a fireman thing or just people I know thing. And I don't want to say it like it's just to me. But when we get a hold of something, we, like, do it to death. <laughs> we mm-hmm. just, we we go all out. Like I said, I got a buddy. He fishes like no other. He, like, speaks another language in fishing. Um, I got another buddy that barbecues. He, uh, stuff I've never even heard of. And I like to cook. And he, he like, goes above and beyond. Steve bought a super big grill. Um motorcycles, cars, anything. Like, we'd get something, we do it to death. And then, especially, like, this career, we get a hold of that, and we just want to be the best at it that we can to help people and help ourselves, help a community, help everything else. So his passing, um, he passed. How did that affect you? I remember a little while ago you had, like, the nicest, most beautiful post about what you did with the um, death card. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So... When Steve got onto the fire department, you know, Corey was one of um, his close friends. So we were able, I was able to meet his wife and children and we were able to interact. So 
I mean, I remember vividly the morning um, that it actually happened and me contacting Steve, trying to see, you know, what's going on? Did you know who's in there and things like that? And um, even down to contacting his wife um, to see if she had turned on the news, had gotten the news yet. It was just super mega crazy um, for the first time, fast forwarding to the actual funeral itself. When they say being a fireman is a brotherhood, like I did not understand it until that funeral service, which was absolutely insane. Um, could not believe that firemen were coming from all over the world um, to pay him his respect. So that was like not an awesome experience, but to see the brotherhood and what it actually meant to be a fireman, um, regardless as to where you were located. But so shortly after, once he fire, uh, graduated the fire academy, Steve proposed to me. And once we got married, what I did was I had lost my, fa my father um, the same year that I actually had met Steve. So for our wedding, I made some charms and one went on my bouquet, which was my father, but I met, um, I made Steve, I got him a charm of Corey, which would go on his boutonniere. And I don't know that Steve knew where it was all these years later or whatever, but I keep uh, Corey's photo along with my father's photo, which is right on a, above our heads on our nightstand each night. And he didn't know that, but I, you know, frequently look at that because I did look at Corey and his wife as someone who could potentially be like a, a mentor, role models for Steve and I being a um, newly engaged or newly married couple. And I hope that that friendship um, would have continued, but unfortunately it did not with his passing, but we do still have a relationship with his wife. So that's, that's awesome. That's that. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Um, Camila, you, Kalisa. Camila. Okay. <laughs> um, you're, you had fire in your family before you met me. Your brother, mm -hmm. um, your uncle, he was the second um, black firefighter in um, city of Cleveland um, history. And so you are already used to that. And then, you know, you're a girl. Everybody want to holler at you. All your buddies want to holler at, you, at your friend's sister. I don't have a sister, so I don't know how that goes. But I have cousins where they're like, hey, put me on with your cousin. So <laughs> you have firemen coming at you all the time. Um, so you, like I said, you were just inundated with knowing about fire stuff. And it's not like that was anything you were trying to get to. We just happened to um, hang out too much and just click. So, and then speaking of that, I tell this on, on here, like I said, I was having phone issues. I went back and I had another phone number and it saved all my text messages from forever. So I found like all our conversations from like way back in the day. I show them to you. <laughs> but um, just tell me your experiences, how you feel being married to a first responder. You can even tell me about family wise, um, everything else. Okay. So. You and my brother handled this totally different. My brother is like, man, F that patient. He lost his leg. That's on him. He's going to be limping around. <laughs> Seth's like, oh, my God, he lost his leg. Oh, my God. Am I going to help? What is he going to do? Like, you're like caring and you got sympathy and empathy. And my brother's like, man, F him. <laughs> he, he messed up himself and got his leg cut off. So dealing with you and my brother is two different experiences. Um, you're more caring. He don't care. That's just the bottom line. But to go off what Amy says, 
I think because me and you had a long distance relationship for so long, we always talked about work. Mm -hmm. So for me, the little bit of time that me and you didn't talk about work because you were shutting down on me, it was like, what's going on? Like, it's a problem. I'm so used to you tell. That's our morning talk. How was work? What happened at work? What's going on? That type of stuff. So that's our daily routine. So I don't know if I could go like Amy and Tyree. I mean, not that I want to learn bad stuff, but we ha- we talk about that stuff every day. Right. We talk, we talk all the time. We talk when I'm at work and everything else. So that's not a thing we have. So Amy, we see you shaking your head. Go ahead. Jump in. Oh, Tyree and I kind of used to talk about work. But I have to tell you, he shut me down because he, he'd be like, you asked too many questions. You want to know what they were wearing, where they were going, where they were coming from, who they were with. He's like, you need too many details. He's like, I don't know, Amy. They were a crackhead. I don't know who they were going to see. I don't know what was in their purse. I don't care about that shit, Amy. God damn, why do you ask so many fucking questions? He's like, just stop. So we just stopped talking about what we're that sounds like, just like Tyree. Yeah. Amy, I don't know why the world ran in the road. Like he's like, it's just easier. He's like, why does your girl need so many damn details? So yeah, it's just easier if we don't talk about work. So you know about that. But then the opposite of that is, so when Steve would talk and he would say stuff, and I'm like, but Steve, no. You can't, you have to look at the whole picture and why they live in poverty and why they don't have a garbage can and why they don't have this, Steve. Look at their environment. Do you know this? Do you know that? I'm the one with the empathy and he's like telling them, oh, hell no, you got liquor over there, but you don't have a thermometer, you know, crazy <laughs> stuff. Stuff like that, yeah. I tell yeah. Stacy all the time, Gotti Cole and Steve Gatewood are like, <laughs> they have so many things are like, yeah, it's like crazy. Yes, he does. Yeah, I'm like, Tyree, but you need a little bit more detail on, like, the situation. (laughs) You can't just go in there. She's breaking up again. Yeah. So, like, with um, Camila, she asked me that, like, in regular conversation. Like I said, she's trying to make me be better, but she... She say, "You don't know about this. You don't know why this person did that. Why this person did the other." And I'm like, "I don't ask people those kind of questions. Now I care about them, but I don't ask them like why they were doing the things that they were doing that led up to the situation that they're in." And that's the question she wants me to ask. And she asked me about. Them. She said, "Well, like when even driving here, we were talking about people hanging out and doing stuff. Why they doing that? Why? Why they? I don't know, ma'am. I I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I ask some people at work all the time." <laughs> I always want him. I'll be like, well, don't you want to call the hospital and find out if they're okay? Like the next day. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, man, fuck that person. <laughs> <laughs> they got themselves in that oh situation. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I cannot call wait. And see if they live, Tyree. Just call and find out if they're dead. <laughs> I cannot wait till the husbands listen to this and they come back with their rebuttal. So. I remember a long time ago. Oh, Tyree's in the kitchen. Shaking his head. <laughs> a long time ago, Sam said to me, "Oh my God, I work with Steve today. He's the worst. He know everybody, and he know everybody, and he talked to everybody." I'm like, "Let's go!" And he just sitting there talking. Yeah. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. He gonna talk to, and he now, Amy, Stevie, pro, Steve probably does have all of those details that you asked for. Yeah. Because he is that yeah. person. He is going to one another. What the hell were you doing? Well, why would you do this? And why are you all doing this? <laughs> yeah, he would be. Why the, the hell are you up at two a.m. frying fish? 
Right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to know. That's that's the that's the question Steve asks as soon as he comes through the door. That's that's what that's what he did. So now he's an outside guy. Now he's an engineer. So now I make fun of him because he just play with gauges. Uh, but that's okay. We need we need those guys too. Yeah, but I don't know how that's gonna work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um yeah, I don't I don't either. It's it's, it's a job. Um, Stacy, you said something about no sleep. You you said you weren't able to sleep um when you know we were gone. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So I am a worry wart. <laughs> um I pretty much worry about everything mm-hmm. under the sun, overthink everything under the sun as well. So, I mean, just knowing that that is his job to run into a fire. Like, when I see fire, I'm running the opposite direction. So to voluntarily run into a fire seems a little problematic to me. So um, I worry because not only you have to think about your spouse, but the people who he's working with. Like, you might have a lazy coworker. Or somebody who does not um, practice or remember their job or a slacker. Like, they are a team. So, any wrong turn can turn into a bad situation. So, I just worry about that. Like, worry or worry if Steve's arrogance um, or his know-it-allness will get him in trouble sometimes. You know, when you figure like, hey, I got this, or I'm going to just handle this and do it this way, that doesn't always work out. And I would hate to think that, you know, that happened in the midst of a fire and that one decision changed your life and ultimately our lives. That that makes perfect sense. I, I understand where you're coming from, um, what, what you're saying. We try our best, especially where we used to be, um, me and him together, um, we trained some, but the most thing we were doing stuff actually. So we were having the opportunity to do stuff to, so we were having live on the job training and doing stuff. So we were pretty good, and all our coworkers um, were great there. I see as I go around different places, different they have different tactics, but from that standpoint, we were good. Um, he did explain that to me though. That's why he wanted to be at a faster house so mm-hmm. that he knew that his people were constantly going into fires, constantly getting that on-the-job practice and working. Because if you go to a place that's really, really slow and you get a fire or whatever, you know, every once in a while, you know, it's like that concept of if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So um, he did explain that, which makes total sense. But I don't want to um, make it seem like people who don't get fired a lot, don't know what they're doing. They right. train um, as well, too. They, mm-hmm. they, they do a lot of training. And that's kind of the department's thing is to make sure that you're up to snuff. Um, we just want to – he's right because, right, if you're a busier place, it's, it's, a lot less, it's a lot less headaches like as far as um, other stuff that goes on in the house. But he, like I said, he, he was telling you right. But everybody, especially here in the city, we try and train and get it done. So no matter where you're at, you're okay. Mm-hmm. That's always the goal. Doesn't work like that all the time, but that's always the goal. Um, Camila, can you tell me some about um, not sleeping, worrying? If you not well, sleep, worry. Well, I tell you, I used to always tell you, I have to worry about you when you go out, when you go to work. Now I got to worry about you on your off day because you want to go out kicking it. So. 
You just don't want me to ever get no rest. <laughs> you, you work great on no rest. I mean, I, I can't. You, I do. Like, I do. You, I do. Like, like when I sleep, I need to sleep for real. And you just like are still a functioning human being Ooh. with minimal rest. Because that Zoe child, boy, I tell you. Yeah, she's something Ooh. else. <laughs> I think. Oh, there she is. She came back again. It just keeps dropping in and out, but it's it's okay. Like I said, we we we'll work it out. Um, yeah, you you work great on the no sleep thing, and that's like one of the things I said we can do better. I do. That's my decompression. You know, going places sometimes by myself because, like I said, not all the stories I want to come home and tell and just give them to you and make you feel how I feel. But you don't feel like that. You you tell me. You say well. I was telling you about a kid and something happened to him. Who let a 15-year-old be out at midnight? He shouldn't have been out there. Well, not even at midnight. At 2 in the morning, he shouldn't have been out there. You know Jasmine can't be out that late, so why you think that, that kid should be out there late? And I said, well, yeah, but they were out that late. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they were already here. It's not like I can go back and fix what happened. But, you know, those are the conversations we have and that try and, you know, I, see, I understand what you're saying, and I hope you understand what I'm saying when I say that same stuff to you. So, um, We kind of talked about all the major stuff, um, spouse-wise, kids-wise, and we can keep going forever. How long have we been on here? I can't see my timer went off, but okay. And then we got a little bit of stuff to cut out, but you guys have been absolutely wonderful. I really appreciate you guys coming. Um, I'm going to get towards the end, I ask you kind of who, what, where, when, why, how you were, um, all of those great questions. Amy, are you having a, can you hear us? I can. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, um, like kind of a end and final question. Like we'll, we'll, we'll end on a nice note. What do you, what's going on in your life right now that you like? What's something positive? We have so many negative things going on. Um, you know, COVID, we talked about that at the beginning. Um, every, everything seems to not be the best right now. What's something positive that you can give us? Uh, just that right now, we're so fortunate that we are getting to spend so much time together as a family. Just disconnect from the world and reconnect together as a family. And we're just, you know, doing cheesy things, just having movie nights, just doing each other's nails, just hanging out, just being goofy. We got a hot tub, so we're just hanging out in the hot tub. We're just chilling as a family and just coming back together. We're always so busy that right now we're not busy and we're just hanging out and we like it. It's just a lot of fun. And you guys are uh, want to just interject that we're all really fortunate to have these situations that we have going on. We're all really, us, um, men, we're really fortunate to still be working, um, to still be able to have a job and go and be able to help people. Um, you're frozen. Okay. Um, we're, we're fortunate to be able to even have the time to afford you all to spend with each other. I see you guys share a lot of recipes with each other. Oh, my God. So Kaya and Tyree like to bake, and the twins and I like to uh, Tyree. Tyree. Hey, Tyree. Like hey. to cook. So, yeah, we we post those because every 10 recipes that we post to Kaya, she'll, she'll make one. <laughs> she does like to bake. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank thank you for that, Amy. Um, if you can log off now, if you want, I'm gonna just finish talking to them because the 
connection kind of sucks. Well, it's good to see your faces, guys. You too. Oh, good to see you. When we this gotta is have all a dysfunctional. Over. Right, yeah, we gotta we get gotta together for real. Family reunion. Absolutely. Once this right. is all over, we will get together. I can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. So that was so fun, guys. All right. Well, all right, I'll, I'll call you later on. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right, so you two, you still are here um, talking to me. Um, Stacy, like I said, we, we're getting down towards the end. Um, I'm not going to beat the listeners' ears up forever with our banter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, give me something positive, not about COVID, just positive period in life. What's, what's something great that you have going on? And then on top of that, because I know you won't do it unless I ask. I need a super plug for your business. Oh, okay. Um, something positive I got going on. I don't know. Outside of, you know, what you all just said, stated, I am super, super grateful that I am still able um, to work from home with a full paycheck. You know, we have food on our table. We've been able to provide our children um, much to what Amy was saying with just time to spend with one another um, because we too were a very busy um, family with activities and things like that. So for that, I am extremely, extremely grateful. But also one of the things that I'm probably more grateful about is that I probably have not talked to my mom so much as I have right now, like during COVID. Um, now, with all of this going on, I've really been speaking to my mom much, much more than what I typically would, which is different, but I like it and I enjoy it. So that's something really positive that I like. That, that is awesome. I like that. Um, I'm a, At the end, I still want that super plug. I'm, I'm coming back to it. Okay. Um, Camila, what about you? What's something positive that we have going on? Not we as us, but you in particular have going on that you can find with this with life? Um, so, I'm happy COVID is going... Not I'm not happy for COVID, but I'm happy we haven't been back and forth in this car as much because we're usually like a road family on the go. And I don't, appre- I don't enjoy it as much with the little kids. But so I'm happy COVID kind of slowed us down where we're not on the go as much. Um, and I'm just happy to be in the backyard with the kids. Stacy yeah. Stacy come over with her kids and they're all back there just jumping and neighbor trying to fight us and everything. We're, but we're I mean, not we're not getting into the to the negative I mean, stuff. I said positive. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm just this is the most we probably ever use our backyard. Right. We got a we got a we trampoline. We got a trampoline, a basketball, a basketball hoop, hoop, right, fire pit. Splash pad, we have everything. Water, yeah. I really do feel sorry for people that feel they have to always be out and about hanging out and kicking it for their happiness or whatever. Um, I feel sad for them, but I'm grateful for us that our backyard can be just that satisfying to where we don't feel the need to run the street to find happiness. Yep, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you said that. Um, another question that popped into my mind that I said we were going to talk about, and I should have got to it before I left Amy. As first responder men and husbands, spouses, what is something that we could do better for you all? Which Stacey been going first because she liked to guess. Camille, I'm going to let you go first this time. Something you as a, you guys as a spouse could do better? Yes. Uh on your days off, 
you could do better at doing home stuff. Okay. You used to cook all the time and just do stuff. Now you're just, I don't know. <laughs> I got to get my old savvy back. <laughs> so I, I have to cook more. You have to do, yeah, you used to cook all the time. Just. Well. Make me some soul rolls. I'll, I'll, I'll make you some soul rolls. I did used to because Stacy said I'd invite y'all over, and she Stacy was like, "Why y'all inviting us over all the time?" I said, "Well, we got we got food, we got stuff to eat, um, and Steve come help me do stuff um, like with his side job, with his trade, and all that, and you know I pay him and hook him up, but I feel like I need to do more. So that was my reciprocation part to try and give back as far as that goes, but." Cook more. Um, yeah, and that was at the academy, and that was draining and going every day and then coming home. You said, so I guess it ain't no dinner. I said, not unless you find something from somewhere. So I, I will, I'll get better. So thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. Um, Stacy, what about you? What's something that we could do better? Um, so maybe, I don't know if this is for all firemen, mm -hmm. but for mine. <laughs> um, just understanding that your job is very different in which you have your shift is 24 hours. You have a couple of days off. You have much more freedom than someone who works a normal nine to five, eight to four, whatever your shift may be Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. So just being a little bit more understanding and flexible with your partner's time and, and what that would look like and being considerate of your partner's time, which will then go into, you know, on your off days. You know, your spouse might need some off days as well. But outside of that... That, that's perfect. Hey, I really appreciate that. That's 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 exactly what I was looking for. That's something we need to hear. Um, here we work. Um, the firefighters work twenty four on, forty eight off. So we work that one full day gone. We got two days off. Then we get some other days off in between. Um, depending on where you at and what you're doing. So, so there's a couple of sayings I have, and one of them that I heard from somebody else, every day is Friday. Because it's like you work on Friday, then you got off Saturday and Sunday. So even mm -hmm. if I'm working Tuesday and I got off Wednesday and Thursday, Tuesday is really Friday. Right. <laughs> every day right. is Friday. Um, and that's the good side to it. But the side that I feel like you all don't see sometimes is they say, oh, yeah, you're working 24 hours, you're sleeping, you can do what you want to do, you can do whatever. That is not how it goes all the mm -hmm. time. Sometimes we are, like, really getting beat up, like – I would have to come home and take a real live nap just to function that next day. And so my Saturday is that, you know, the Friday that I worked, that Saturday is pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. And then I got one day to kind of get stuff done because by the time I wake up from napping, everything is back closed again. So it's not like that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes that's easier said than done. But yeah. I appreciate you saying that to us so that we can, you know, Kind of, that's what this show is about, is to have conversations so we can know each other coming from. And just as a, a wife, you know, you learn to appreciate the 24 hours that your spouse is gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, it goes the same way. Because for, right. for some guys, it's like going to the clubhouse because we get to get away from y'all for that 24 hours, too. Especially when we beefing. Oh, man. Yeah, it's the best 24 hours of your life. Right. Like, I look forward to going. I remember one time me and Camille was into it, and I went to work, like, super early, like, 4 in the morning. And my officer was there, like, what you doing here? I said, it's better than being at home. <laughs> and he said, I feel you, brother. So, 
feelings mutual. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Um, Stacy, let's get that super plug from you. Tell us about your business, and then we're going to get out of here. So my business is Sweet 5116, so it's S-U-I-T-E 5116. I can be found on um, Facebook, Instagram. The website is still up and um, under construction, but I do graphic design, so if you need anything, flyers, backdrops, logos, banners, anything you need, wedding invitations, birthday invitations, I can do it. And she does an outstanding job. I, I, I'm Thank you. trying to hire Stacy as my employee. I'm not even going to lie. I just want to take really? her business and buy it, and then I'm going to, like, put you out for everybody else. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Put me out on the streets. No, I ain't putting you out on the streets. I mean, you don't belong to the streets. I'm, I'm gonna just get get your stuff together. Me and Steve always joke. But he said, "You employee you over here tripping." I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's like kind of our joke. But now it's now it's the world's joke. But yes, Stacy is awesome. Um, she's done stuff for us, and like arts and crafts. Arts and crafts, right? And I. You know, I was I was talking about doing reviews for people, and I'm like, usually no review is a good review. But for her, she like goes above and beyond and does things excellently. She did um, our wedding shower, our baby shower, um, and like I'm just thinking, oh, it's just gonna be okay. It's gonna be whatever. This woman like put it all the way down, like with the. Uh, she's like that with every, oh, everything and she, she does. Yeah, she's like that with everything she does. Everything she touches turns out. I, it, it's a talent I wish I had, but she's awesome at it. So if you want to get her, you got to go through me first because, like I said, it's going to be my plea. But no, hit her up, Sweet5116. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram. Like she said, she's getting her website up and going. Um Camila, I just bought you a business present, but I don't think you've opened it yet. I did, but, but we're gonna we're gonna get to that later on down the line, so you don't have anything to plug. So no. you can plug me. You can say, listen to the show. <laughs> okay, I already do that. You do do that. Thank you. Um, so to everybody listening out there, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Department 3C Presents a Podcast. I have some bonus podcasts coming up I did with my family. I'm just talking about regular stuff, like I said, testing out new equipment, making sure things work because I'm trying to give you the best content that I can. I'm working on a website also, still working on a website. Um, and I have a Patreon account that if you go to, you can find some member benefits. Um, just a general member benefit and a um, sticker, a, de a custom decal that I designed. And eventually I'm going to build more tiers and put more stuff out. Like I said, more content, everything I can do to serve. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be the best I can be. I'm trying to take you on that journey with me. So thank you for listening to the show. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How's that, Daddy?